From the studios of Fractal Recording, this is The Mystic Show, episode 109. Welcome to The Mystic Show. I am your host, Chris Curran, and I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you're able to join me at this moment. And on this show, we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and, of course, self-help, because we have to implement all these wonderful principles. The purpose of this show is to help me, help you, and offer this content to everyone around the world so they can benefit. That's the purpose of the show. Speaking about higher spiritual values as opposed to the everyday lower values. Uh, And if you practice what we talk about on this show, it'll definitely make a big difference in your life. Uh, New episodes are released every Friday morning, very early, so you can listen to them Friday morning, or Friday evening to start your weekend out on a great note. You can hear the show as a podcast in iTunes or on Stitcher or on our website, themysticshow.net. And I'd also like to thank Pause Your Life for the support that they give. Pause Your Life is an organization which organizes meetups and retreats and, uh, They also have an interesting program coming up on January 2nd uh, to plan out your 2015. So check out pauseyourlife.org and you'll find links for that. Um, The plan for this episode of The Mystic Show is we're going to continue reading from our James Allen book. And I'll tell you what section we're going to read in a second. And we also, uh, I'm going to touch on an experience I had in my life about... uh, Deliberate thinking, deliberate contemplation. Um, I had an experience, so I'll, I'll tell you about that after. But let's get started with um, reading from our James Allen book. We're reading from the book From Poverty to Power, which was published in 1901. And we're starting a new section today. The name of this section is called The Two Masters. Self and Truth. And this is going to be pretty powerful. So um, I would suggest, as as always, when I'm reading these sections of the book, if you can, if, if you're in a place where you can, just sort of relax and listen um, and maybe don't multitask. <laughs> Although if you're out walking... Uh, you're obviously walking and listening. That's no problem. But if you're sitting at a computer, you know, surfing the internet, listening to this, um, you may want to just sit back and stop surfing and uh, just listen to the show. This is, if you've heard the show before, you you understand what I mean. 
Um, so let's get started reading from the book From Poverty to Power. This section is called The Two Masters, Self and Truth. Upon the battlefield of the human soul, two masters are ever contending for the crown of supremacy, for the kingship and dominion of the heart. The master of self, called also the prince of this world, and the master of truth, called also the father God. The master self is that rebellious one whose weapons are passion, pride, avarice, vanity, self-will, implements of darkness. The master truth is that meek and lowly one whose weapons are gentleness, patience, purity, sacrifice, humility, love, instruments of light. In every soul the battle is waged, and as a soldier cannot engage at once in two opposing armies, so every heart is enlisted either in the ranks of self or of truth. There is no half-and-half course. There is self and there is truth. Where self is, truth is not. Where truth is, Self is not. Thus spake Buddha, the teacher of truth. And Jesus, the manifested Christ, declared that no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Truth is so simple, so absolutely undeviating and uncompromising, that it admits of no complexity, no turning, no qualification. Self is ingenious, crooked, and, governed by subtle and snaky desire, admits of endless turnings and qualifications. And the deluded worshippers of self vainly imagine that they can gratify every worldly desire and at the same time possess the truth. But the lovers of truth worship truth with the sacrifice of self and ceaselessly guard, guard themselves against worldliness and self-seeking. Do you seek to know and to realize truth? Then you must be prepared to sacrifice, to renounce to the uttermost. For truth in all its glory can only be perceived and known when the last vestige of self has disappeared. The eternal Christ declared that he who would be his disciple must deny himself daily. Are you willing to deny yourself, to give up your lusts, your prejudices, your opinions? If so, you may enter the narrow way of truth and find that peace from which the world is shut out. 
the absolute denial, the utter extinction of self is the perfect state of truth. And all religions and philosophies are but so many aids to this supreme attainment. Self is the denial of truth. Truth is the denial of self. As you let self die, you will be reborn in truth. As you cling to self, truth will be hidden from you. Whilst you cling to self, your path will be beset with difficulties, and repeated pains, sorrows, and disappointments will be your lot. There are no difficulties in truth, and coming to truth, you will be freed from all sorrow and disappointment. Truth in itself is not hidden and dark. It is always revealed and is perfectly transparent. But the blind and wayward self cannot perceive it. The light of day is not hidden except to the blind. And the light of truth is not hidden except to those who are blinded by self. Truth is the one reality in the universe, the inward harmony, the perfect justice, the eternal love. Nothing can be added to it, nor taken from it. It does not depend upon any man, but all men depend on it. You cannot perceive the beauty of truth while you are looking out through the eyes of self. If you are vain, you will color everything with your own vanities. If lustful, your heart and mind will be so clouded with the smoke and flames of passion that everything will appear distorted through them. If proud and opinionative, you will see nothing in the whole universe except the magnitude and importance of your own opinions. There is one quality which permanent, preeminently distinguishes the man of truth from the man of self, and that is humility. To be not only free from vanity, stubbornness, and egotism, but to regard one's own opinions as of no value, this indeed is true humility. He who is immersed in self regards his own opinions as truth and the opinions of other men as error. But that humble truth lover who has learned to distinguish between opinion and truth regards all men with the eye of charity and does not seek to defend his opinions against theirs, but sacrifices those opinions so that he may love them more, that he may manifest the spirit of truth. For truth in its very nature is ineffable and can only be lived. He who has most of charity has most of truth. Men engage in heated controversies 
and foolishly imagine they are defending the truth, when in reality they are merely defending their own petty interests and perishable opinions. The follower of self takes up arms against each other. The follower of truth takes up arms against himself. Truth, being unchangeable and eternal, is independent of your opinion and of mine. We may enter into it, or we may stay outside, but both our defense and our attack are superfluous and are hurled back upon ourselves. Men enslaved by self, passionate, proud, and condemnatory, believe their particular creed or religion to be the truth, and all other religions to be error. And they proselytize with passionate ardor. There is but one religion, the religion of truth. There is but one error, the error of self. Truth is not a formal belief. It is an unselfish, holy, and aspiring heart. And he who has truth is at peace with all and cherishes all with thoughts of love. So we'll just take a quick break for one second. Okay, welcome back to the Mystic Show. Um, and I, by the way, I do want to mention, and I have some comments on what we just read from that James Allen section because that was tremendous and timely, I might say. Um, but I'd like to mention, if you'd like to consider supporting the Mystic Show so more people can benefit, there are several ways. Uh, you can share each episode on your social media, you know, like Facebook and Twitter. Um, you can give the show a rating and a review in iTunes or Stitcher. Or you can contribute a dollar or two or three per episode uh, to help us continue to produce the show. If you go to our website, themysticshow.net, you can click on the right side. There's an image that says, uh, please consider uh, supporting the Mystic Show. You can click on that and see all the details there. Um, and thank you for supporting the Mystic Show because these are, as you can tell, these are messages that need to get to everyone who's alive on the planet Earth. Right? So let so let me talk about what we just read. The section is called The Two Masters, Self and Truth. And we only read about a third of it, 
So it'll take us a couple more episodes to get through the rest of this section. Uh, but this was, to me, what stood out. And by the way, when, when James Allen mentions self, he's talking about the lower self, the ego. Um, and when he mentions truth, that's obviously, you know, divinity or God or, you know, the high, the highest. Um, but he talks about opinions. And this is just amazing because in the world today, there's so much arguing and difference of opinion. And I mean, there's a reason for it. It exists for a reason. And I, and I don't want to make it sound like no one should have an opinion about anything. Um, but it does help to read James Allen and to think about opinions and truth and reality because he basically says um he who is immersed in self regards his own opinions as truth and the opinions of other men as error so right we always think that my my opinion's true i'm right you're the one that's wrong that's a delusion um and and wise People, the masters, have gone beyond that, right? And I, I wrote down a note here I wanted to share. Oh, oh, that's what he says. He says opinions have no value. I'm trying to find where he says that. Yeah. He says, There is one quality which preeminently distinguishes the man of truth from the man of self, and that is humility. To be not only free from vanity, stubbornness, and egotism, but to regard one's own opinions as of no value. This indeed is true humility. So how many people do you know who really regard their own opinions as of no value? I mean, that is, I don't, there's probably nothing more rare in the world than that. <laughs> or how about you? Do you consider your opinions as of no as having no value? So the masters do. The masters see beyond this. And, you know, as a listener of this show, you're on the path of spirituality or whatever it is, and you're wanting to become a better person and to achieve higher spiritual goals. And, um, you know, we're not perfect yet. We're on the way. Um, and you may have opinions and I, we all have some opinions, right? We're all learning how to rise above our own opinions. But I think that, cause when he says opinions have no value, I just, uh, envision so many people in the world standing up and disagreeing with that loudly. And I thought, well, how would you explain it to them? And I thought, Opinions have no value because it's your character which creates your reality. So the opinions we have are just ego, it's our mind, and it's our conditioning, really. But our character is something much more important. And with the local, I mean, the current news topics of, you know, racism and the white police officers and the black man 
Um, I think, I mean, obviously that's a deep, deep conversation and it's all, it's all good, right? Everyone needs to speak their mind and everything. And I think it's all good. However, I would like to bring the idea of character into the picture, not only for the, you know, the police officers, but also the black men and the white men, everyone, everyone, if we all think about this, if we all decided to pay more attention to growing our character, developing our character into something higher, something of higher value, something more spiritual, more loving, more tolerant, more charitable, think the world would be a better place. But almost none of us tries to live our life that way, developing a better character. Yet that's the only thing in the world that can solve any of these problems we have. So um, I also think that developing a good character by developing higher spiritual values in yourself is essential. You can think of that as an essential of life developing a good character by developing higher spiritual values. I mean, what else are we here for? <laughs> are we here just to be animals and to argue with each other and kill each other and, and then die? Uh, I don't think so. We know that there's these higher spiritual goals, higher planes of consciousness. We know that this higher life is available to us and we're trying to break into that uh, level or rise up to that level. Um, so I just think, and and again, that's what this show is about, um, focusing on the higher spiritual values. Um, so I think focusing on developing your character with higher values is essential, literally essential. Like think about, think about another essential. Let's say you were going camping. I mean, it is literally essential that you bring water or you find water because water is essential. Without water, you're miserable and ultimately you'll die miserable, right? So we all agree that if you're going to go live in the woods or camping for a time, you need water. Water is essential to living. And I think developing a good character is essential because without it, you condemn yourself to misery. I mean, we create, our character creates our reality. You know, there's people who get into trouble because of their character. And people stay out of trouble because of their character. So, as a person who's on the path, I would encourage you to focus on enhancing your character. To, to rise above um, the lower values and live in higher values. And of course, higher values are truth and honesty and tolerance. And sometimes when we live by those higher values, we can suffer in the material world. For instance, a business person who's honest might find it more difficult to earn money than someone who's dishonest. I mean, that's, that's the way of the world. That's how it works. But think about it in the long term. What's more important? Is it more important to earn a bunch of money while being a liar and a cheat? 
Or is it more important to be a true human being? To be true to yourself and to others? Maybe you don't have as much money, but all the masters tell us you'll be much happier. It's not even close. So that's one of the topics for today is your opinions. How how much do you value your own opinions? And do you really see them as of no value? Because as James Allen says, that's that distinguishes the man of truth from the man of self. Is is how you view your own opinions. And it's interesting, we can observe others, right? We don't want to judge others, but we can observe people who are, you know, passionately defending their opinion and fighting for their opinion. I mean, it just, you know, we, we can see that they're not on the level of humility that James Allen is talking about. doesn't make them a bad person. It's just an observation. That's a whole nother topic. Observation versus evaluation versus judgment. You know. Um, so one other uh, little topic I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, this week I got a new audio mixer for my studio. And it's a little bigger. It has more functionality. It's it's a nicer piece of equipment, and I I needed it to to handle more guests and all this kind of thing. Um, but I when I unpacked it and I looked at it, I put it on my table here next to the old mixer, and I literally spent two and a half hours just sitting here looking at this new mixer, looking at all the knobs, looking at all the different functionality, and at times also looking at, you know, referencing my old mixer because I have to see what I was doing on the old mixer. How am I going to do it on the new mixer, right? And, you know, I literally sat there, I pondered, and I planned, and I wrote notes. I sat there for at least two and a half hours, and then I did the same thing the next day. Again, just sitting with my new mixer, contemplating, thinking. And, uh, you know, so I, I got to thinking, how often do we, each of us in our lives, you, do we just stop and think? I mean, meditation is one thing. Meditation serves a purpose. Meditation, you're not supposed to be thinking about more than one thing. Um, even though we do have thoughts during meditation, obviously, but stopping and thinking and pondering over an important decision. How often do we do that? If we did that, it would improve our decision-making. And I think for me, looking at the new mixer, it allowed me to receive more intuitive impulses. It allowed, you know, it allowed me to slowly figure out how I'm going to use it. And you know what? On the way home from the studio that night, I was driving in the car and that's when I got my aha moment. That's when I figured out the solution to one of the the problems that I was seeing with the new mixer. It came to me in the car. So the solution was in my subconscious mind. It just needed time to come out to the surface. So when I was sitting at the mixer with this thinking about this problem, I did not receive the solution when I was sitting at the mixer. It didn't come immediately. But 
probably 30 minutes later when I was driving home, all of a sudden it hit me. And I know, I know you've experienced that as well. Um, and one quick note here, sitting and contemplating is good, but I, I also thought an important part of that was that I did not set an end time to my contemplation. Like I didn't sit down and say, okay, in 30 minutes, I'm going to figure out this mixer and that's it. I didn't have any end time in mind. In mind, I just wanted to sit down and, you know, think about it and figure it out and plan out the best way I was going to use it. So it was very helpful. I think, I think that's an interesting story. I think the decisions we make in life, you know, from big ones to buying a house to, you know, what you can do for your children or, you know, so many other decisions in life, maybe stopping and thinking is, uh, is a good habit to get into. I mean, we know it is. So, well, I appreciate you tuning in and listening. I hope some of this was valuable to you and it helps you forward yourself along on the path of growth, spiritual growth, higher growth, and higher values. Um, We'll be back next week with another episode. I appreciate you listening. And please, on our website, don't forget, you can comment on the posts on the shows. If you have a question or a comment about some of the discussion we're having, go ahead and comment on the website. So... As you move through your day or your night, remember, keep shining. <laughs>